0: Welcome to The Broadcast Storm, episode number 98, Fundamentals of 5G Technology. Hey everybody, this is Kevin Wallace, and in this episode of The Broadcast Storm, I thought we could chat about some of the basics of something we'll hear about a lot over the coming years, and that is 5G cellular technology. Now, on our smartphones today, it's super common to have... 4G LTE, and before that we had 3G, where the G stands for generation. Well, on the horizon, if you don't already have it, is the fifth generation of cellular technology. So it's going to be called 5G. And in some of the literature, some of the advertisements you might see, you might see it referred to as 5G NR, where NR stands for new radio. And that's because it really is using a different band of the radio spectrum. And because it's using this previously unused band of very high frequencies, compared to the other frequencies being used, we're able to have a lot more throughput. In fact, theoretically, 5G can give you as much as 20 gigabits per second of throughput. Of course, that's a theoretical maximum. However, according to Qualcomm the typical 5G user is going to get throughput of about 1.4 gigabits per second. Still really, really good. And Cisco CEO Chuck Robbins says that Cisco expects over 400 million 5G customers by the year 2022. And besides just having a lot more throughput than previous generations of cellular technology, the latency is really, really low. You've got a theoretical latency that can get as low as about one millisecond, which is huge when it comes to things like self-driving vehicles. Imagine that you're driving your vehicle down the road and somebody pulls out in front of you and you have to make a split-second decision. It's in those times that milliseconds count. And with 5G technology, we've got really, really low latency. So again, think about a self-driving car that has to talk to the cloud to make a sudden decision. Well, it's going to be able to do that a lot more effectively using 5G technology. And now that we understand that 5G is a lot faster, and it's got really low latency, and it uses a different band of frequencies, let's be more specific about what really distinguishes 5G from other generations of cellular technology. First of all, I said we're using a new radio. That's what the NR stood for. Well, specifically, 5G uses millimeter waves, typically in the range of 30 through 300 gigahertz. And when we say millimeter waves, we're talking about the wavelength being in terms of millimeters. The formula from physics is the wavelength, or the lambda of a waveform, equals the speed of the wave in a particular medium, like air or vacuum, divided by the frequency. So as the frequency goes up, the wavelength gets smaller, down to the millimeter scale. And by having such high frequencies, we're able to squeeze more data in our transmissions, but there's a challenge with higher frequencies. For example, have you ever seen a submarine movie where the the sub gets just a little bit below the surface and it deploys what they call the ULF antenna, that's the ultra-low frequency antenna, so that they can communicate via radio? Well, the reason they're using ultra-low frequency is because the wave has to go through some ocean water and high frequencies would be absorbed. So they deploy this big long antenna behind the sub and it's able to send, at a very low frequency and fairly low throughput, their radio message. But now that we're talking about using really high frequencies with wavelengths on the scale of millimeters, that means that these waveforms are going to be absorbed really easily, like going through an office wall or just going through air over longer distances. This means that the existing cell towers aren't going to be able to implement 5G and give us the coverage we want. You see, it wasn't that big of a deal to go from 3G to 4G because you could essentially use the same towers. You were using basically the same frequency bands, and the coverage areas were basically the same. But with 5G, instead of just having existing towers fitted with a new radio, we're going to have to have lots and lots of base stations, clustered very tightly. You might have base stations mounted on light poles in cities instead of just one big cell tower on top of a building. And the way your device receives the 5G signal from a 5G base station might not be direct line of sight. It might be bouncing off other buildings or bouncing off a file cabinet in your office. And your 5G device is going to be seeing lots of different signals coming into it, bouncing off different surfaces. But it's going to be able to use something called beam tracking and select the best signal. And there's lots of different conversations that the base station is trying to keep track of as well. And it's going to use beam forming. Essentially, it's going to be able to send a focused stream of data to your device instead of broadcasting it in all directions. In order to do this, the base station, it listens to all the different transmissions going on, and it has a signal processing algorithm that's able to triangulate where your device is, and it's able to pick the best transmission path to reach your device. And also in the wireless world, you've probably heard of MIMO, multiple input, multiple output, and that's where a wireless access point has more than one antenna internally. That way it's not acting like a wireless hub where there's only one packet wirelessly being transmitted at any one time? Well, 5G is going to use something called massive MIMO. That's where a base station, like we were talking about, it's going to have lots of ports. For example, a 4G base station might have about 12 ports, but a 5G base station might have a hundred ports. And remember, we've got lots of these 5G base stations around. And something else that's kind of unique about 5G is it's able to do full duplex, and that's no great feat. Full duplex, we know, means we can transmit and receive at the same time. But the way a lot of technologies accomplish that is they use one frequency for transmission and one frequency for reception. That's the way a bidirectional fiber works. You've got different lambdas, different wavelengths, which means different frequencies on that fiber optic cable. One for transmission, one for reception. Well, the unique thing about 5G is it's going to do a full duplex where we can transmit it and receive at the same time, but it can use the same frequency. And it blows my mind that it can do this, but they've got little silicon switches that can make sure that the packets coming and going don't run into one another, even though they're using the same frequency. And those are some of the things that distinguish 5G technologies from previous versions of cellular technologies. And when I talk about cellular technologies, we might be thinking about just on our mobile device. But I think one of the major impacts of 5G is not necessarily gonna be just on a mobile device. It's gonna be for like home or your small business or medium-sized business. You can use 5G to get your internet service. I mean, recently, I just built a new home. In fact, this is the first podcast episode I'm recording in my new office. And I'm really excited because I've got gig fiber coming to my new home. So I've got bean with like I've never had before. But I've got a gig. 5G could actually beat that without having to do all the wiring I did in my home and install all the wireless access points. So some companies now, they're starting with 5G base stations sitting in the home that's providing really, really high-speed internet connections for home users. 5G is definitely something we'll want to keep our eyes on over the coming years because it's going to have a massive impact on the way people connect to the Internet and the applications that are possible. Again, some of the things that make 5G special are theoretical throughputs of up to 20 gigabits per second, latency as low as one millisecond, and the way it does it, we talked about it, was that it uses millimeter waves in that 30 to 300 gigahertz band. Those are absorbed quickly, so we're going to have small cells and That means more, not really big towers, but more base stations. And these base stations are using massive MIMO, we've got about 100 ports per base station, the 5G clients can use beam tracking, and the base stations can use beam forming to make sure they're sending and receiving the appropriate signal and we're not just blasting a signal everywhere and were able to use full duplex on a single frequency. Those are some of the distinguishing characteristics of 5G, I hope you enjoyed this overview, and I look forward to spending time with you again on the next episode of the Broadcast Storm.